Hallelujah. Well, I think you're in for a treat tonight, but I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I probably need a lot more time to explain in more detail about this tonight, but I'll just cover a few points best I can and um, hope you'll get as much as you can out of it anyway. Polycarp was going to be praying and um, speaking tonight, but unfortunately he's got a lot on. So anyway, I'm here. Short straw. Uh, I'm glad you didn't agree with that one. That's okay. <laughs> you know, you're going to enjoy this. You know, when we talk about lots of things like fight the good fight, what does it mean? And, you know, I'm, I'm a great believer in giving people tools to help themselves and to help others. And, you know, that's really on my heart. Um, and tonight we're going to be doing that. We're going to be talking about spiritual warfare in a small degree. Specifically, uh, demons and what the devil can do and throw at you. And how we can do something about it. Um, it's not my own, because most sermons are our own. We get them from somewhere. So, this is partly Derek, Derek Prince and Mr. Smith Wigglesworth. And, uh, you know, anyway. The things that I hear from them, guys, I can trust them. It's the word of God, and you can trust them. And, and sometimes you hear something. We'll talk about it later. There's doubt or whatever when you hear something. Is that right? Is it good scripture or not? And, and you know, this is all good stuff. So I want to put some tools in your toolbox tonight to help you, firstly, to start to get yourself on track. And I'll tell you why later. And then also you can use it for others around you, family, friends, and so on. Um, so bless you. Bless you. Thank you. So this is the nature and activities of demons. You know, when things are happening around us and in our lives and we're not always uh, aware of what's behind it or how to deal with it, basically things can happen. We end up getting sickness or so much wrong. We end up getting in the middle of arguments and stuff. And we don't always look to see where has it started, where has it come from. And, you know, um, hopefully you'll grab some it tonight that, you might better use tonight, tomorrow, next week. That'll give you an understanding. Oh, something stemmed from that. So that's what I'm looking at. There's um, just great tools. This teaching compiles us um, uh, to classify the demons as persons without bodies. Uh, because they have attributes that I'm going to go through now. So it's basically, uh, Derek Prince called them demons, but persons without bodies, because the demons do go in and out of people. Uh, the Americans think the English have got demons. The English think the Europeans have got demons, but nobody thinks they've got demons themselves. Generally, that's all around the world. Um, you know, I'm not talking about manifestation of somebody rolling about on the floor like Wigglesworth went to somebody and uh, there was a young girl pinned down by four big men, uh, five big men, and they couldn't really hold her. There was, she was so strong and that was totally demonic 
But we're not talking that. We're just talking things that are in your life that's causing problems. And we're going to cover that anyway. I'll try to move on. So the demons have willpower. I don't have a lot of scripture tonight because I'm going to try and make this quicker. But there is all scripture for this. So if you just believe me, or if you want the words, I can give you the words later. Or if you want the um, audio, you can have the audio. And you can get really strength from that. It's an amazing one-hour video. So the demons have willpower. They have emotions. The demons tremble. You know, when they saw Jesus, they trembled. They have knowledge. They know holy men of God. They know Jesus, and they know the word of God. Better than most Christians. Now, I'm not sure how long demons have been around or alive for. I've, I've not heard 50 years, 100 or 500. I, I don't know. But if we've been on this earth in God's word for a while, whatever that might be, I'm sure they've been around a lot longer. And all their job is to kill, steal, and destroy us and anything in our lives. So they do know the word, and they know how to corrupt us or try to corrupt us. Okay. They're self-aware, and they know other demons. They have a conscience, but however we pray, we cannot put on their conscience to stop them doing what they do. They will do what they do, kill, steal, and destroy, because that's what they do. And it says that their conscience is seared, which means you cannot get into their better judgment and say, well, please don't do this. It don't work like that. They, they have a conscience, but it's been seared. They have a voice, and they can speak. So that's saying, he's saying, basically, is direct. That gives them or that tells us that they are persons, but without a body. Okay. And it says in Matthew 12, 24. Now, when the Pharisees heard it, and they said, this, this fellow does not cast out demons by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. Now, we're not going to go into that, but what I'm saying is, they know Beelzebub is, Beelzebub is the ruler of the demons. And it says that Beelzebub, the meaning, Lord of flies, millions of demons harass, defile, and kill. So Beelzebub, the devil, is over demons, demonic spirits, and they like flies. There's thousands and thousands of them. When we walk around the street, we go anywhere. We don't see them unless you have a specific gift. You won't see them. But we believe they're there, and they don't bother us if we walk according to the word of God. But they are there. That's okay. Okay? The devil is the ruler over two kingdoms. In the heavenlies is over fallen angels. And on earth over evil spirits not over us but of fallen angels and evil spirits now the activities of demons the action it's a doing word it's a verb i'm going to give you verbs now i'm going to give you doing words so demons if you recognize them 
they're not going to knock at your door but we see it in people when people are a little bit lost and broken and damaged whatever it might be in this world that they're just not with the lord they're out in the world and you can see things it's quite clear but some things are happening in churches to people that you don't always see And maybe you can find something in here that might help you to pray about it, to work through it. You know, I've been using this all week. I'm, I love it. I'm like, oh, I'm taking that captive. I'm thinking about that. Oh, I'm not having that. I'm shutting that open. Anyway, use it. Don't puff yourself up and say it's not for me. All this is to fight the good fight, and I'll tell you at the end why, okay? It, it's, this is so important. Enticing spirit. They entice you to do wrong things. They set traps and they're tempting you to sin. That little thing in your voice, that little voice in your head. The demons have been practicing this a long time. How to trick believers. But we need to learn how to fight back, okay? There's deceiving spirits. Now the spirit expressly says, that in later times, some will depart from faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Now that's the word of God. 1 Timothy 4, 1. Some will depart. Some Christians will depart from faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. That's so important. We need to watch for that, yeah. Be careful what you hear and what you read about, okay? Enslavement. It says in Romans 8.15, you did not receive a spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom you cry, Abba, Father. And that's talking about the enslavement of going back into the law, okay? Being religious. Don't go back into all religious slavery of the law. Paul tells the Galatians off, and I think Galatians' book is one of the books where he doesn't start off and say, I thank my God for all these beautiful people, so on. He just gives them it, like tells them off. And we won't go into that. But it lets us know that Galatians is, these guys were totally getting it wrong. You know, they, they were off it. Okay. It says in Galatians 1.6, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. So straight away in Galatians, he's saying, you've turned so soon away from Christ. Okay, Galatians 5.1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty, in the freedom, which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again by the yoke of bondage. Now, it's there, and you can use it for religion the word or something else that might be going in your life but you can use it and give you strength torment you've been tormented day and night 
For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. That's all scripture. All scripture. Torment and fear. Number five, drive and compel. Do you have a driving and compelling spirit? Do you have compulsion? Are you compulsive for something? Is there something you cannot stop doing? It's a spirit that's making you do something all the time. I won't say it's addiction, but it's drive and compel. Luke 8, 29. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard. Bound with chains and shackles, he broke the bonds, and he, the guy that was demonized, and he was driven by the demon into the wilderness. This is what demons can do. This oh, torturous spirit. We need to find rest and peace in our walk with Jesus Christ. Amen. Defilement. They give unclean thoughts and visual images. Defilement. It says in Titus 1.15, To the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, Nothing is pure, but even their mind and consciences are defiled. So there's defiling spirits that can bring problems to your life. Now, demons fight against things that we should have right in our life. They fight against peace in your life. They prevent any person from having inner harmony and peace. Peace with yourself. Can you relax and be still? They fight against our minds. They invade our minds. There's always something in there, isn't there? Even today. Oh, just get on phone. I'm driving. Just get on phone. Ring so and so. Well, I'll just have a look, see if anybody can see me on my phone. Well, there's a guy outside of me. I'll see what he's doing. If he's on his phone, I'll get on mine. Shut up. I'm having none of it. I'm not going on my phone and I'm not going to see. It just gets in. It's only a little thing. It gets in. There's always something in there. Take your thoughts captive and tell it to go. Yeah. Okay. They attack our physical well-being. Sickness, disease, spirits attack our physical bodies. Satan is a murderer. He will kill you if he can. This is why we have to fight the good fight, guys. We have to fight the good fight and also fight the good fight for other people that don't know how to fight. Yeah? Now, I'm not saying... 
a demonic spirit could get in and make somebody smoke or drink in excess, which will then give problems in their life or bodies. Is it the devil or is it just an addiction? You know, what is it? I don't know. Does the devil just give you cancer if you've been smoking 60 fags a day? Is it a consequence of what the bad choices we've made? Whatever it is, we still have to fight the good fight. We don't make excuses and say, oh, well, they deserve to die. They deserve. No, we're fighting the good fight. Whatever happens, whatever people have been doing, under God's grace, we are fighting the good fight and we'll still fight the good fight for anybody that comes through that door, yeah? Okay. Distraction. A distracting spirit. Do you find it difficult to hit your maximum of your ability by being distracted? Are you trying to do something? I'm going to do that. I'm going to write a sermon for the weekend. Or I'm going to do this, something for God. And you keep getting distracted. You keep getting drawn away. You go on internet and Facebook and all that for hours and hours. You get distracted, whatever it might be. The great distinctive mark of a demon is restlessness. Do you see a person being restless? Somebody that just cannot find peace and slow down. If this is in the person, they probably need deliverance. And in John 14, 27, it says, Jesus said, Peace I live with you, my peace I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let you be afraid. Some great words of Jesus there. Now there's two points in the demon's operation. Where do they come from? Where do these problems come from? Some of it is two parts. One comes from outside the body, from what we see, what we hear, from people or TV or books we read, whatever. Outside and some other things are from inside our body. If it's inside our bodies, our hearts, our minds, we must get it out. We must cast them out permanently. And if they operate from the outside of the body, we must resist it. Let's think about what we're trying, what's trying to invade us. What are we hearing? What are we seeing? You know, when we're trying to work things out, whether it's sexual immorality or whatever, there comes a point where you take your thoughts captive. And as you're going along, you know if you look over there, there's something that is going to corrupt you that you should not see. Whether you're pressing buttons on computer or looking at anything, it can corrupt you. And everybody's going to get tempted. But it's only when you realize and you fall and you are tested and you fail, that becomes a sin. And you have to work through that. Whatever that might be, you have to work. It's a work in progress. But it is sin. And I'm not condemning anyone. I'm talking about 
you know, these things in this world, you just see it in street, wherever it is, and you think, I don't need to look at that. I don't need to wear that. That's disgusting. I'm, I'm not going there. It's all around us. So, you know, just work on that one. That's, it's not easy. If these things persist and are current and do not move, ordinary Christians' forms, uh, through or ordinary Christian forms, so praying, speaking, counseling, confessing to, you know, leaders at church, praying, probably 99% of the time, you would probably need deliverance and something casting out of you. If you've been going on for years, fighting the fight, and you're struggling, you need to speak it out to somebody and get some help. You need deliverance. You must get some help and deliverance, yeah. It's nothing to be ashamed of. I were a Christian, and my wife was sat there one night, and she went, oh, I believe you've got, you need some deliverance. I'll just set off laughing. What do you mean you want there? You don't say yeah. You, you weren't even there. <laughs> I don't think you were there, bro. And I set off laughing. And she said, you've got a spirit of mockery. And I cast it out here. She just stepped out in faith and she hammered me. Not literally, but I'm having none of it. And you're a spirit of mockery. And I, all of a sudden, I coughed. And I've never had deliverance before. I didn't even know. But I was mocking Things she was saying, I was laughing and like, hey, yeah, right, that's. But we have things and we don't realize, even as good Christians, we don't realize, but we can take these things captive and we can work on it. And then you just need somebody who can wield that Holy Spirit sword and bash it out of you. Because we need it. We need it. So anyway, I'm going to give up some prayer points now, if that's okay. And there's a little bit more in depth here, and it might be a bit too much, but, you know, end of the day, you can just come up and pray. If it's a subject similar to what we're covering tonight, please just stay on point. Um, it's important not for us to stand here and say what we can say, but we need to be uplifting. We need to lift people of the church up. We need the tools. We need to share this. We need, we need wisdom. We need understanding. We need patience, grace, love. And I'm not covering really all that tonight. I'm just saying, here's what's trying to kill, steal, and destroy us. And how do we fight back? And we can say, oh, I'm a clean vessel. And oh, I, 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 and I'm all right. And you're still walking around. And you're being tortured. You're still on porn. You're still whatever it might be. And you're self-righteous. And, and it's okay to say, I've got problems. It's okay. That's what church is for, to say, I need some help. Because within five minutes, it can be gone and your life can be changed for the better. But while ever you don't confess something, the devil's winning and God knows what you're doing. And he's saying, come on, I'm waiting for you. Just confess and I can move in you. I can change. So anyway, I've got <clears throat> seven points. Points are that we recognize and take control in our own lives before we can control demons. Check the plank in your own eye. 
first. The sons of Sceva had problems, didn't they? Because they were walking around, went, oh, in the name of, Paul says, in the name of Jesus, so we say, because they, weren't, they didn't have the walk in the power and the authority, they didn't know that Jesus is all you can stand on and the rock. It didn't work good for them, yeah? But the more we can cleanse ourselves by moving through this, checking anything in our life that's going off, the more God can use us, yeah? The demons should say, I know you, and they will fear you, and they will flee. Number two, let's share in, let's do sharing and helping this for others around us. Let's find peace in our lives. We need peace. Let the Holy Spirit have his way in you that anything that is not of Jesus Christ in you must be removed. We've got to pray for that. Show, just say, Lord, show me. Show me what is not of you. Help me cleanse myself through your Holy Spirit speaking to me. Number four, keep believing. Keep believing for the power of God to manifest and glorify the Lord as we move from glory to glory every day. It's all about him. It's all about him. But we have to do a part in it. We have to take part and do something. Let's empty ourselves and be filled with the divine fullness. Number six. Let the living water of Jesus flow through us into thirsty people, bringing to death that what is needed to be brought to death. It's about killing the flesh, killing the old man, the old creation, getting out of the old ways, the old world, and being a new creation where all he wants us to be. We should bring life and fruitfulness. Hallelujah. And number seven, don't give up fighting the good fight between standing on the word of God, speaking it out, and the time it takes for us to see the manifestation as we cast out demons and lay hands on the sick. Now, I've been laying hands on the sick for, well, a lot of years. And sometimes you see something and sometimes you don't. But I'm not seeing what I want. I'm not seeing what I want. But you can't give up. You can't go by what you see. We go by what God's word is. What he has said we are capable of doing if we turn to him. Through our sanctification, every day we change and get closer to him. At some point, he will trust us. And he will say, I'll now give you that gift. But we must be trustworthy. Now, sometimes we lay hands on sick and they get healed. Sometimes you don't see it. But it's not what we see. It's what we believe. The person that's getting laid hands on must believe. 
they must believe that God can move mightily through the Holy Spirit and change their life. And sometimes we just have to speak out to people and give them the good news. Open the hearts and the minds and the Holy Spirit can move. Remember the Holy Spirit's a gentleman and he can only move when he's accepted in a person's life. Yeah. I think I've finished now, so. Thank you, bro, if you want to put a bit of music on. So as I say, I'm trying to keep it short, but thank you for your patience. And um, yeah, I hope that I hope it helps anyway. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, we do declare that tonight is a liberation night, Lord Jesus, where you are manifest, where your Holy Spirit is manifest, Lord. We just declare there is freedom in the house tonight. There is freedom, there is liberty, that chains will be broken in the heavenlies. Chains will be broken in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare it, we believe it, and we are expecting it. For, for the community in this church, but for the nation and for Bradford on the whole, we declare that chains will be broken in the name of Jesus. Liberty and freedom in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 <laughs>